Welcome to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Stars 5, Episode 6, titled The Charles Family Backyard Ball. My name is Lori Rongkamp, and I am joined by the one, the only, please say... You are the potato salad <laughs> with raisins that nobody eats at a barbecue. To Jay Ellis. Hello. Hello. I made this potato salad with potatoes and raisins <laughs> and MSG. <laughs> oh, mm, sounds delicious. Mm. To quote my favorite queen of this season, she is killing me right now, Miss Juju. How are you doing, Lori? I'm good. I'm good. You know, um, you guys will notice something different. Uh, I am wearing a jacket. No. Um, <laughs> and I got a haircut. <laughs> I got a haircut. I bought a new jacket. It's all very exciting. Um, no, uh, Joe is not here with us today because he unfortunately suffered a death in the family due to COVID. So we would uh, just want to share our sympathies with Joe and to everybody out there, please wear a goddamn mask. So Please wear a mask. There's no excuse for you not to. And please send condolences to Joe on Twitter. I know that he really would appreciate it. So find him at Joe Batanz. Yeah. And so we're going to, we're going to try and do our best. I know that I'm a, a, I pale in comparison to the normal host, but I'm, I'm larger. So that's works. That works out. So Lori, we were all thinking it, but thank you for putting that into words. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. I'm so happy to be here with you because I've been listening to you guys for what is, this is the sixth or this is the sixth week or seventh week or so. It's episode six. So yeah, it's gotta be the sixth. This is the sixth week. I've really been, okay, so I've been enjoying the show, but having your guys' commentary, I feel like we've had a lot of comedy challenges, and you and Joe really speak to um, kind of what could go into a joke, crafting a character. It's been really a a good recap season for you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, I I really have actually enjoyed this uh, this season. I feel like this season, uh, obviously, Jujubee is is my favorite. Shay is very, I think Shay is freaking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, Alexis... I have loved uh, throughout this season, and we'll get into more of that. Um, so I, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed this season, but uh, we'll get into this episode not so much, uh, and we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, we had a tipping point, but well, yeah, we'll we'll get that. I think I have a reason why. So let's we can get into that. Yeah, let's get in. Okay, so let's get into this. This week, the queens create play cousin personas and craft barbecue couture looks using backyard materials in this season's ball challenge, the Charles Family Backyard Ball. The Alexis versus India aftermath causes drama in the workroom. During the table visits, RuPaul does her best to draw tears from the queens and fake tears of her own. After impressing the judges on the runway, Ms. Cracker is named the All-Star of the Week. Roxy Andrews is this week's lip-sync assassin, and defeats Ms. Cracker, leaving the elimination up to a vote. In the end, Roxy reveals that the all-star going home this week is Alexis Mateo. Jay, name two things you liked about this episode and one thing you did not. All right, I have two very specific things that I liked about this episode. I loved Roxy's reveal of the straps across her ass saying thick and juicy. Yeah, that was funny. It was a great, it's, uh, it's on brand, the costuming was great, so I loved that reveal of it. And my second thing I loved was Juju's monologue, specifically the part where she says, my name's Ping, but you can call me Amber. <laughs> and her timing, everything Juju, you're not going to hear me say one bad thing about Juju. So if you don't want to hear that, get off this show. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. This is going to be a Juju love fest for me. Um, the one thing I didn't like, 
for a ball challenge, I was really bummed that we only got two looks from each queen. And the first look was almost, I I don't want to say mediocre because some queens did put a lot of thought into it, but it just felt very um, lackluster in its presentation. And for an unconventional challenge, I really thought that the queens did a great job on that one. I just would have loved like our typical three looks per queen. So that's just a bummer for me just because when we're getting these looks, I want more. I want to feast my eyes for the entire episode. What about you? What were two things you liked and one you didn't? Here's the the tough thing about this episode is that there are things I liked about the episode, but I wish, again, I wish we would have seen more. So when you're saying the, the, the first part of the runway, I wish we would have seen more of that. I wish we would have seen like a character interaction or, you know, something, a comedy bit where they had to interact or they had to, not just like a monologue or something where they had to go and tell their monologue. We didn't even get to see a workroom where they worked on their monologues. Like, I just, I felt a it little just happened. cheated. Yeah, I just felt a little cheated out of that, that whole uh, process. And so, but... I legit liked the first one. I liked the, I liked the fact that it was a story. I liked the fact that they were characters. I liked the fact that they all went out and, you know, they had, for everybody, pretty much had, like, funny outfits. And they all, you know, kind of, for the most part, committed to their characters. So, you know, I, I did like that. Um, I I mean, I love, 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 loved Alexis Mateo's um, uh, trashy outfit. I thought it was so oh. funny. It was great. I thought it was so funny. The reveal, I mean, and her couture look. That, so I guess that's my second thing. I loved I loved both. I legit thought she should have won. And oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't like her trashy look. I, I thought you meant the one that she made from the solo cups. But you said the couture. I love that couture look. The couture look and but I love both of her looks. Okay, that's and, interesting. Um, and the thing I didn't like was I didn't like how produced this was. I didn't like how... You know, it was obvious that, you know, I felt in my mind that Alexis should have won. Um, and it was obvious that they weren't going to have her win because they needed to have that drama. And I just, I felt like, you know, we'll get into it more, but I just felt like there were moments where they were, the queens did basically everything that we are arguing about, about like how you should vote off somebody who's your competition. You should... Um, you know, vote. You should vote for somebody who is a threat to you. But they mm-hmm. did it in such a way that they made it seem it was because Alexis possibly tried to vote for Shay, which I think is such fucking bullshit. So, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. The I fact that we're having this story, this entity of India still haunting us into a, an episode after she's left, is just a bizarre through line that I don't know if we needed to acknowledge this long. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's. Oh, sorry. What? Sorry, you want? No, I was going to ask because we've typically had a three look ball, and for this one, it felt like they were filling time just to fill time. Like we had a lot of workroom chats, we had table visits. Why don't you think we got a three look from each queen moment? Is do you think there's a reason? Uh, you know, that's one of those things where I kind of wish Joe was here because I'm sure he would have a really great reason for it but i don't mm-hmm. i don't really think so i honestly to be honest with you i felt like this was this was a little bit like they were just like it's it's week six like we're tired like well, you know and, 
Yeah, and that leads me to my next thing where Snatch Game or Snatch Game of Love was such a strong episode. I think last week's episode was one of the tightest of the series that we've had. It just felt like there was jokes, RuPaul was on it, the the cast was great. I feel like the characters were there and I thought, well this is it. Our, the end of our season is going to be peak TV. And then I felt like this one just kind of we had like a, a roller coaster and this was a little bit of a, a dip. So yeah. I like I, I always say RuPaul's Drag Race is never going to be a bad show or have a a terrible episode, but it was just a like Huh. Yeah. Kind of. It's like going on a water ride and you and you realize that somebody peed in your in your tube. And then you're uh-huh. like, "Well, I'm still going to have fun, but I mean, I'm I'm not I don't uh, appreciate the pee, you know." I so. guess we have different ways of looking at this. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's let's, what so... makes it magic. <laughs> okay. So the group congratulate. Oh, sorry. After India's elimination, the group congratulates Shay for her lip sync win. Alexis is embarrassed and feels hurt by India, whom she had considered a friend. And Shay tells her that she almost sent her home. Shay reveals the lipstick tally, which shows that India was the only vote against Alexis. So, uh, let's see. Um, do you want to discuss this? It says here discussion. So I don't know if you Yeah, want. I mean, I, ha- I have some talking points that I could think about this. Okay. Like, okay, so we realized that the only one who voted for Alexis was India. And that really cements the storyline that India heard Alexis very differently. Because when Alexis is sat on the couch after the elimination, she says, I know how voting works. And I would have had to come to you, to you, to you to really campaign all of them knew that Alexis did not campaign for Shay to go home that time. So I think they knew that, I I think even India knew that the writing was on the wall from last week. And so she was really pulling a play. It is unfortunate because I know that there are season three sisters and I just don't know what their relationship is going to be like after the show. Yeah. I, I think it's a bullshit move for India to be honest with you. And I haven't thought about this, and this is this is the one thing that makes me super angry is that she made Derek Barry correct. Like she made me go, oh, maybe Derek Barry isn't wrong about some things. Like that's <laughs> the thing that pisses me off the most is that now you're making me side with Derek Barry. Wow. Fuck you. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, Derek Barry being the truth teller of the season is a wild the gag of the season. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. And, and again, here's here's the thing that I, I keep coming back to. I don't, I one of the things that I think maybe hurt her chances, or I don't know, maybe it would have made it worse if she did do this, but I feel like Alexis should have just been like, I wanted you to go home. You're my competition. You should go home if you're in the bottom. Like, you are my competition. So I don't understand why everybody's acting like this is some personal vendetta that Alexis had against Shay. Even if Shay, even if Alexis went up to people and said, hey, you know, we should probably vote for Shay. Who cares? Mm -hmm. She should, if she was in the bottom, she should go home. That's how you play the game. Yeah. If you ask me what I remember from season three of um, All Stars, it was... Ben going home because that was a front runner. If you ask me what I remember about All Stars 4, it was Manila getting axed because she was the front runner. It's these moments that we hate when it happens, but it's what we remember. And we're like, oh my gosh, if if Shay had been axed at that point, what a moment that would have been. But I think they're all so afraid of the blowback that comes when you're getting rid of a front runner. Yeah, I agree. I think that 
you know, look, it would have broken my heart if Shay had gone home. Yes, I would have, I would have, it would have broken my heart and I would have felt awful. But you cannot, you, you cannot say that that, look, you don't put, if you put yourself in the bottom, you are at risk to go home. So the fact that Shay is still thinking mm-hmm. that she should not have, nobody should have voted for her if she was in the bottom is asinine. And I just, I think that I don't understand why it's still being brought up like this, some shady thing that happened. It's not like, it's not like she wasn't, it's not like a Miss Cracker scenario where she wanted to put Angina in the bottom and Angina wasn't even in, in the running to be voted off. You right. know, it's like, you know, she was in the bottom. So I, I don't understand why, she, why Alexis didn't just say, yeah, I talked, I, I see, here's the thing. I on a legit think that there was a moment where, because Alexis and Alexis said she was India's friend, where Alexis said, "Hey, you know, I mean, Shay's in the bottom. Maybe we should vote for her." Mm-hmm. And uh, and India then took that to mean that she was saying, "Put you need to put her lipstick in." Right. Yeah. And, if you want to survive in this competition, you need to get rid of Shay now. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. And it is a compliment. It's a, it's a compliment to be up for consideration because people view you as such a threat. But it's hard because the audience has a really hard time seeing their favorite queens go home. Exactly. I mean, it's true. I think honestly, I think it's because of this the stupid fandom that can't see past the the competition part of it. But right. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the the show. So. The queens congr- on the next day, the queens congratulate each other for making it to the top five. Then RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. So for this week's Maxi Challenge, my sisters Rosie and Renee and I are throwing a Charles Family Backyard Ball. Now, y'all need to serve up two fresh looks. First look, tapping into my family's colorful Louisiana roots. Country cousin realness. You'll create an original play cousin persona and crash the party with a comedic backstory. Second look, starting from scratch, y'all need to whip up some high fashion worthy of the main stage. But there's a twist. Of course. Michelle, tell them what materials they'll be using. Rue, the all-stars will be using items you find in your own we're in the workroom the queens return to the workroom toting their backyard materials jujubee recites a poem and asks who can sew blair feels like this is her chance to finally win a challenge no miss cracker talks about her childhood family pastime of visiting museums and recreating costumes out of garbage shay helps jujubee to construct her outfit and lends miss cracker a hand with her showing sewing machine Blair, Shay, and Alexis find letters from India. Alexis doesn't want to read hers, but Jujubee swipes it out of her drawer and reads it aloud. It says, Alexis, I still love you. XOXO India, open your heart. So let's talk about that. Jay, do you have anything you want to say about all the, the workroom, en- the entrance, the challenge, the workroom, anything you want to comment on? Yeah, uh, well, top five is pretty major because I do think that they had some pretty good competitors in this season. Um, you know, I, I think that the top five as of this episode, I, I placed them pretty high when I initially heard the cast being circulated. Um, I could I could see why each of them would make it this far. Um, the country cousins realness and the high fashion eleganza are two categories which I would, you know, I could see why they did it. Um, and I like that the eleganza has to be made from backyard materials like the hammocks, the 
tablecloths. I love unconventional challenges on Project Runway and on Drag Race. Like the candy challenge stands out to me from season five. Um, I like when they had to decorate the Hello Kitty in season seven. So I really like when they can put things together that you just really see how visual and artistic these queens are. So I really liked that aspect of the challenge. Again, I would really have loved one more category just to flesh it out. Um, and what, I mean, let's, can I break it up right there? Would, and the, the mirror or the uh, video message and Michelle, you know, it's, we knew that it was going to be a looks ball based on the preview. Do you enjoy the looks uh, episodes? Um, you know, I appreciate them more and more. I find that I'm like, oh, I, I like to see what they come up with. And I feel like Shay to me, Shay and Blair to me have been doing really well looks wise. And, um, I feel like Shay is really doing a great job of kind of keeping her style her own. You know, when you see her walk down, you're like, oh, yeah, that's something I could see her wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do like that aspect of it. But, um, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where I it's not that I don't like fashion. It's just one of those things where it's like, well, you know, who am I to judge? That's the kind yeah. of thing I always feel like is like, you know, I'm wearing... I'm wearing a shirt that I bought in bulk. So, you know, I don't feel like I'm, I should be like, ah, I don't think that worked for her. You know, like, so I don't know. I do know. I know why you guys chose me to um, host this episode because I did make my entire outfit out of things that I found in the backyard. I'm right now wearing a, like a shirt made out of straw. My yes. pants are made from burlap. I could be put up as a, a scarecrow and nobody would bat an eye. I also have been meaning to tell you this, Jay, your nipples are bleeding profusely. Uh, Thank you. I don't know if that's part of it. Thank you for noticing. (laughs) Um, Your costume, but just FYI. Trend alert. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's what I was going for. Um, I'm I'm surprised that we skipped the entire portion of them picking out their materials because usually that's kind of drama of them trying to fight for a certain thing. But it feels like it's pretty equally distributed. Like everybody had a fabric. Everybody had more of the unconventional looks, like the straps from the lawn chairs or the. shuttlecocks that which i know that cracker used so we, we they just walked in with baskets and i go oh okay yeah that would have been a point for drama i would think but maybe it just wasn't that exciting yeah it's funny that i love the part where uh shay says that she didn't call them shuttlecocks because i always used to call them cock tweezles so you know <laughs> well where did that come from that's a that's a term nobody's heard i was trying to make a joke oh okay all right. Uh, I've, I've heard both birdie, I think, because my sophisticated side says birdie, but then my raunchy side is little shuttlecock. I honestly didn't know that's what they were. I was like, I for some reason, I kept thinking shuttlecock was like something for a camera. So, Do you know what game they're played with? Uh, oh, uh, that's right. What is it? Uh, it's not, is it bad? It's not badminton, is it? Keep guessing. No, you're right. It's badminton. I wanted to see where you go. I was it. like, I have no other games that I could think. <laughs> Football? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So badminton. So, um, but yeah, yes. I, I don't know. It was weird to skip that over. And I'll say this for Juju. She's not, this is maybe my one critique. Juju always has had a good look on the runway. But when I think back to her looks, I've I, she's not the look queen for me. And I think I've always liked Juju because she is camp and mm-hmm. drag. And that's t- what I usually tend. I like the humor in a drag queen. And she delivers with that on the runway, with that essence versus yes. like bringing a very high fashion eleganza. So when she was saying she wasn't going to sew, I was so worried because I'm like, I do not want to lose Juju simply because she cannot sew. Yeah. Yeah. You always hate to lose for that for that reason because i feel like i agree i feel like she's more personality Mm -hmm. um but i will say i did like her i didn't like everyone's looks overall 
I didn't think they were like terrible. Um, on this episode? On this episode, yeah. Um, uh, I have two that I was just, I, I'm so confused by, but when we get really? to the runway, we'll, well, we'll chat. I'm glad because Joe and I usually don't have really have anything to talk about with that. Okay. Um, my, the only one thing I wanted to bring up out of all of this is the essay that India wrote on the mirror with lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> like she, yeah. she needed two Summer lipsticks. was assigned. Yeah. She needed two lipsticks in order to get that and get that finished. I was like, Jesus girl, you like, it was, I was so like, what the hell? Like, oh my God. That I thought was, to me, that just exactly shows her character that she just takes up a whole mirror with nonsense. So. She needed a fifth H to half the amount of crap that she was writing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, this might get me in trouble on the show. I am so sorry if you guys are a Miss Cracker fan. Um, she is not doing it for me this season as much as I no. wish that she was. And I think that she is trying to play this Alyssa Edward type who's really going for the gifts and the memes of um, her fighting with the sewing machine, her wearing that nude a jumpsuit overall thing in the workroom with just an earring and yes. kind of making quirky faces. I think she's thinking post show she's going to be used a lot in, in photos or like, don't do this to me. Like when she's yelling at the sewing machine, it's just not, it, it seems so put on that I'm having a really hard time connecting with Miss Cracker this season. And I, I enjoyed her in season 10. I, I, um, I liked her ish. I thought in season 10, she was she was okay. I I she she is one of those people who I feel like in a conversation you can only kind of handle them for like 10 15 minutes and then you're like, "Okay, oof, look at the time. I got to go. I got my yeah. house is burning down." Um she uh yeah, I think she's doing what Juju B is accomplishing effortlessly. I think she's she's trying and failing to be like this. She's trying to be the queen that is remembered for her workroom antics. And Jujubee is just that queen because she's just, you know, hilarious and naturally funny. And then I think she's also, I think she's genuinely trying to win in the, the you know, the competition. And I think Shay is, is to me, is, is doing that, is beating her naturally at that. So I think she's kind of realizing at both ends that she's not, you know, not doing great. So I have yeah. a feeling that either her or Blair are going to probably be voted off next. And, uh, yeah. and if they're not, I'm going to burn my house to the ground. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just like the excuse you'd, you'd yeah. give to Crapper to get out yeah. of conversation. Yeah, I'm going to be like, oh. Well, we, and we've seen characters come, like like you said, Juju was is great at this. We've seen like Chi-Chi Devane be charming while still being, being real in the workroom, like working on things. That was season eight. And even um, like Heidi in Closet from last season was so charming. Maybe wasn't yes. the best competitor. Yeah. But man, like she made the entire world fall in love with her just for being herself. And I think that it's not put on. And for me, Cracker feels like it's an act and like has, I think Joe's even talked about this, a canned response to a lot of, like, oh, I'm going to say has. this here and it's going to kill. People are going to yes. love this at the bar. Yeah, she. I think she's definitely playing to, like, the queens in the bars who are watching it sort of thing. The as, queens as, at the bars. As Joe would say. All I right. New single. <laughs> so let's get to the table visits. Next, RuPaul okay. returns to the workroom for table visits. Alexis says she doesn't have family barbecues because all of her family lives in Puerto Rico, but she's feeling confident about the maxi challenge. Shay, the winner of the ball challenge in season nine, tells RuPaul about how she used to make clothes for her sister's dolls out of her father's dress socks. Rue then asks Shay about receiving news of her father's death just before the season nine cast announcement 
and losing her sister shortly after. Moving right along, Rue asks Jujubee about her difficult upbringing. In a vulnerable moment, Jujubee reveals her sobriety journey, and RuPaul is overcome with, quote, emotion. Just <laughs> emotion in quotes. Uh, do you want to just move right to Elimination Day, or do you have things you want to talk about with this section? Um, I'll breeze through it. I think that these table visits felt really good. I, I liked, these are the three, my three favorite uh, competitors in the competition so i'm happy that we got these moments yeah um, it's such a shame that vanji has eclipsed alexis in a lot of ways so it feels like every conversation gears back to vanji when alexis is being talked to like well what did you think about vanji coming last week and you're like oh uh-huh yes i know she's a big personality um shay's story was really touching i i didn't know that about shay and i'm i'm glad that she was able to share her experience. It sounds like such a tough time. Juju's was really, she had a really good quote where she says, I'm not whole. (laughs) I'm not a whole. I forget what her thing was, but I'm halfway to being good. I don't know what it was, guys. Sorry, I should have written it down, but I thought that Juju had a really good moment. She also made Rue laugh. Like really, she had like really funny moments about, no, I need the MSG and Juju breaking up with her boyfriend because she knew that was it was like a toxic relationship after 12 years. Everything just, this was a good section for me for table visits. It is always so uncomfortable. I know Taylor cringes when RuPaul tries to make the voice crack and like, you know, this is my family and it's just, it's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, I genuinely like this. I felt like, you know, whatever RuPaul was trying to get out of it, I felt like it was the, the stories were touching and I, I like these two people and so, I mean, I liked, I, I was crying a little bit with Shay, and then I, you know, was amazed, again, by Juju B. I thought that, you know, it's crazy the, the life that she's led and how she got to that point. And uh, I felt bad for Alexis. I mean, here's the thing. I legit think the three best queens out of the season are Alexis, Shay, and Juju B. And Agreed. I think Alexis has been shit on a lot and taken for granted. And I don't think that mm-hmm. that's fair, so... Yeah, I want to get to the report cards when we're talking about the elimination, like the conversation at the elimination. All right, so let's get to elimination day. It's elimination day, and the queens return to the workroom to get ready for the runway. Shay is annoyed by Blair's humble brags, while the queens paint their faces. Cracker asks the others how they're going to vote. Juju says she's going to vote with her heart, and Shay agrees. Alexis feels like there is subtle shade being thrown her way. So um, we'll just... Uh, go right into the looks too. Oh, you don't want to? Oh, yeah. There's nothing really I can comment on. They, they kind of talked everything. Yeah. All right. So the looks, so the looks we have the Charles family, family backyard ball. And the first runway is country cousin realness. So I'm just going to go through, um, the, uh, the, we uh, Luke was very nice enough to write like exactly what their mono- a brief summary of their monologue and also mm-hmm. their um, their name. So Miss Cracker was Jocelyn Opal Rose. She's RuPaul's second cousin, twice removed by court order. Uh, Juju B is Ping, RuPaul's Asian bestie. Blair St. Clair is Darlene, RuPaul's first cousin, twice removed and then added again for federal tax reasons. Shea Coulee is Shakita, RuPaul's baby niece. And Alexis Mateo is Carmencita, RuPaul's ex-housekeeper. Mm-hmm. So uh, what did you think about this first uh, runway, Country Cousin Realness? 
Um, once I got what the what, this reminded me of the season nine challenge where they had to make sidekicks up, where they have a voiceover over their character. I like that they were able to react to their own monologue happening while they're walking the stage. It kind of just gave an extra layer. Um, to me, the strongest with the jokes was Jujubee. Yeah. I think that that look and the entire monologue was just so funny. The, the opening line of, sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to come. Was uh, It set the tone for who that character was immediately. I thought it was really funny. Yes. Um, as far as looks, I'm going to say that Blair St. Clair had a fantastic look, but she wasn't that character. Like, she was this butch, uh, butch, I don't even know what... Uh, how to put it, but she was doing like squats and like bouncing up and down. Like that character doesn't seem like she should be doing that. And in the monologue voiceover, she didn't really change her voice. So it was just kind of Blair St. Clair saying words and it just wasn't so funny for me. Yeah. She just kind of had a little bit of a Southern act. She just like, ah, this is Blair St. Clair. You know, she wasn't Mm -hmm. really, she didn't really do like a lower voice or anything. I'm just showing off my prowess. And not to, I mean, I know I'm going to probably get some words for this, but I don't think Shea Coulee had a single joke in her monologue. I thought the look was cool, but I don't know if I, if for something that's supposed to be like a funny, relate it back to Rue challenge, I loved her callback to, um, she played a character called Grandria on season nine. And I thought that that was really fun to see, but I don't think that there was any like solid jokes in Shay's monologue. I can see that. I, uh, to be honest with you, I don't really remember any of their monologues. I don't really feel like I. I felt like it was such a weird, disjointed thing. Excuse me. Yeah. This is me going to be nitpicky, but I felt like it was such a weird, disjointed thing of them not talking but just walking, and you hear their voice. That I was just sort of like I was focused more on what they were doing than what what was being said about them, which mm-hmm. is why again I feel like I agree with you that Juju B's uh, first line was brilliant because I felt like. Even if you weren't paying attention, you at least remembered that one line, which is, oh yeah, you know, I I'm sorry I didn't I'm sorry I'm late I didn't want to come. Um, yeah, I I legit think that Alexis Alexis's uh, country cousin realness was great. Her monologue might not have been the best, but I thought that she um, I love the the green. I thought it was I thought it was perfectly Puerto Rican stereotypical Puerto Rican like trashiness. And okay. I, I thought she did a great job with the makeup. I thought she did a great job with the, um, with the with the wig and revealing a wig that's just shorter, but her hair is more ratty and cr- colored. Um, yeah. I thought her. I thought she. I legit loved it. I thought it was great. And the second person I loved was Juju B. Um, I didn't necessarily feel like. I f- felt like for. Uh, I didn't feel like her outfit was amazing, but I thought that she, like you said, I thought she had a good personality and a good character. And so I thought that she, you know, presented it well. Um, Then everybody else kind of falls by the wayside. Um, By everybody else, I mean just Shay. I didn't feel, I feel like Shay was in the middle. For winning the challenge, you and I have not talked about Cracker's appearance or monologue at all. Well, I feel like Blair and Cracker... I feel like Cracker's the worst, Blair's second. Very close second. But Cracker's, yeah. I did not feel as good at all. I felt like her outfit was kind of eh, and her character was sort of forced. And I, I just... It was rambly, and I just didn't get it. So I didn't like it at all. There's a character that I'm going to try to look up real quick on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, who I feel like Cracker was really influenced by even with the jokes and the look and it's she was played by um oh, is that carol king uh yes 
character. Yeah, yeah, I forgot her name, but she's the one. She's the landlord. Lillian. Lillian. Yeah. I feel like Cracker was doing a Lillian impression, um, and for better or for worse, I mean, I guess you can because that is that character where you're like, what is? What are these references? Where are you talking from? Like, what experiences of life have you had? So, I mean, it is a good pool to have. I just don't know if it. It, it was it, a it, weird... again. It just seemed can like we we. It's expected, and I don't want to fault her for that because usually that's what makes RuPaul laugh. Yeah. No. I I think the problem is is that with with Cracker, on paper she's doing everything right. She's doing mm-hmm. everything, you know that she should. It's just that the the translation is so forced and weird. Like it's just like. I think honestly, I think if you put her her words and her 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 uh, her words through Jujube, she would kill. Jujube would make them great, but I think yeah. because it's Cracker, I think it's just it, there's some something lost in translation. She's her own producer again, which was a critique in season ten. She's just she's her own producer, maybe. Yeah. I and I wanted to piggyback on what you were saying. <laughs> I'll get on your back. Um, I think I knew the character Alexis Mateo was playing much better after she pulled off that pink wig. I think that that wig with that dress, I was like, oh, okay, now I know this character. And I hated that she carried around that pink wig on the stage. I wish she tossed it. I know it was probably an expensive wig, but when she was walking that runway, holding this pink hair, I was like, get rid of it, throw it away, get out of here. I think she's holding it because it's an expensive wig and her character is not going to throw away expense. I mean, look at the dress she was wearing. I thought her dress was great because, you know, some people have mentioned who I will fight later, um, you know, at a time and place of their choosing, but some people have said that it's, that it's uh, trashiness, that it's, 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 um, it's simple. It's not anything, you know, too elaborate. And I'm like, yeah, that's what makes it brilliant. It's a, it's just one dress that's freaking amazing. Look at Blair. Blair freaking sewed her fingers off. And she, you know, she sucked. And mm-hmm. Alexis comes out in a, in a dress she probably brought, bought at Ross Dress for Less. And I thought she killed it. And yeah. it just goes to show you the talent that Alexis Mateo has. And so. This is also, it speaks to the, the persona that you come out with on the stage. It really can change what a person's wearing. It just, it's the attitude that you have with it. Yeah, and so I was I was very disappointed that Alexis was painted with the brush that she ended up being painted with because I felt like they I felt like it wasn't what I saw. And you know, I know that there are people who disagree and there are people who thought Miss Cracker should have won and then of course those people are wrong. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody has their faults. <laughs> so, uh let's get into or oh, I'm sorry. Are you done uh I keep interrupting you. Are that's you it for, okay. for my, um, for the, the country cousins. That's my, that's all I can say for that. Okay. So let's get into backyard ball eleganza. Who, who did you like and who, who were you troubled by? Um, my favorite on this one, I'm looking through my pictures. Um, I really responded to Alexis Mateo and she had the red solo cup and she used the kiddie pool as like a hoop shape at, at the calf. This is camp. It's drag. It's fabulous. The silhouette is so Alexis. That hair, it is Alexis to a T. I am so sad that we didn't get a lip sync from Alexis this season, but I'm so happy we got that pageant, like that pompadour hair from her. Because this was true to form Alexis for me. I think it was perfection. I think if you, I I could see not not having her 
uh, not agreeing with with the trashy look. I could see that. But to say that she's not a winner for this look, I think is is complete just stupidity. I think there's, in my opinion, she's she goes far and above everybody else with mm-hmm. this look. But I mean, I don't, I, you know, I just think that this was this was. I saw that and I literally started applauding. I was like, this is a fucking amazing look that she just kind of pulled out of her ass. So. It- yeah, and just the monochromatic, the red looks great on her. We were talking about our colors in Just Between Us Girls, and we know you're not a red, but for Alexis, it works fantastic. It works amazing. Yeah, I wish I could pull off red the way she pulls off red. Yeah, my and then when I look at Crackers again, because I rewatched the episode today, um, I didn't want to give her as much credit as I do think that she deserves for this look because she really used the, the racket in the hair, the badminton. She cut the birdies for earrings. Um and the skirt is like the proportions good. It's all, it, it does look good. But for me, it just, Alexis really blew everybody else out of the water. This when it's a drag competition, I think that's drag. Yeah, I agree. I think I, then, I agree. You said my, it in my a very score, eloquent way that uh, I couldn't say it in. So I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my lowest score is Blair St. Clair. Um, I think this warranted for her to go home. It was just fabrics twisted across her body and hemmed, like to stay together. And even then, it was falling apart on the runway. It, it looked like a, a panty diaper that was hold, like that was like the base of everything. And I didn't get high fashion. I loved from the neck up. I thought they were wrong about the wig. Like saying I liked it being like half wet, half dry. I think Aquarius kind of really popularized that look, where it's like the slick back look, but. The outfit was terrible for me. I didn't. I did not get. What I don't think she was trying to get. I didn't get it from her. Yeah. But you. You said you liked it a little bit. Um. I did. I don't know. I thought it. I, I thought it worked for her. But I can see what you're saying. I think mm-hmm. if you put that on somebody else, it might not have worked. But I. I. I think the thing that um I'm realizing I maybe more with all stars than anything is that these queens, I think are at such a higher level that they they almost they know their own bodies and they own they know their own limitations so i feel like for the most part i haven't really seen an outfit where i'm like well she should obviously not be wearing that i feel like they all know what they can accomplish what they can wear and what they can't wear so yeah but when they're critiquing juju for having a little stitch of a hem that's popping and it's like form-fitted i'm like you guys are calling i mean carson i think called that which carson makes me laugh because you could say carson are you thirsty and he'll go well i may not want water but you could drench my ass in semen like everything he says is just a sex pun and it's always and then everybody always laughs so hard like it's like you're so witty and it's like what did he say? He just literally yeah. said, it's like, oh, uh, 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 Carson, what, what do you like to have for breakfast? Uh, two, two twinks and, uh, and, and call me later for lunch, <laughs> Carson. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's just like a, a thirsty little bitch on the panel. It's just like, oh, it must be exhausting being him. So... <laughs> I do saying that I do enjoy him. Like I, I think he's just like a breath of fresh. Like he's he's he seems radiant and fun and happy. Like I think the addition of him and Ross have been really fun to the show over him and, Santino. Him and Miss Cracker. Oh well, I mean, a uh, uh, soiled diaper would have, is better than Santino. Like has more personality <laughs> than Santino. You know, like, yeah. April fan of the show. April's baby's diaper. Would have made or the vomit would have more. Uh, I would be like, oh, I see what you're saying, baby vomit. More appeal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, I just think, I just think it's. Um, 
I don't know. Carson's one of those people who I feel like he and Miss Cracker are kind of people that I'm like, I feel like you, I don't know if you've noticed, if you've had this, but it happens a lot more with standups than with like com- comedic actors. But there's always like people who have to be on all the time <laughs> and it gets exhausting. You know, if you're like, just, if you're just like over just hanging out and they're like, they're constantly like, what am I doing with this pizza box? And you're like, dude, I'm exhausted. Like, <laughs> please yeah. stop. I have a friend who she hosts a podcast about like murders. Um, and she's just like that. <laughs> she goes on track. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I do know what you mean. Where they just feel like, like, wait a second, who is this other bitch? And then I thought, Oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> um, the only, the first time you weren't thinking about yourself, this whole podcast. Um, <laughs> Oh, you uh, and Luke, no, I, I do know the difference, but like, I feel like comedic actors can turn it on when they need to. And then there, there are people who, when you walk into a room, you're already exhausted because of how much energy they need from, from the people around them. Yes. So, um, I, and then uh, the last point I think I can make is, um, I really hate this twist where I really think that Alexis would have been in the top if they hadn't introduced this if you're not the winner you're in the bottom so it was just unfortunate to have alexis go out with this amazing outfit i thought it was so fucking i just can't get enough of it i really think it's so cool yeah it was great and the fact that we'll get into it all right let's get to the critiques and then do you uh well i'll just go through all the way through elimination and then we'll just uh, wrap up there okay so the critiques after the backyard ball, RuPaul reminds the queens that if they are not the winner, they will be up for elimination. Miss Cracker comes out on top and is named the all-star of the week. Back in the workroom, Miss Cracker is excited to be guaranteed top four. Blair is frustrated that the judges weren't impressed by her looks. Cracker says that she's going, to, going by the report card. Therefore, her bottom two are Alexis and Blair. Blair is disappointed by this because she considers Miss Cracker a friend. Alexis and Blair individually plead their cases to Ms. Cracker as to why they don't deserve to be eliminated. Finally, the queens choose their lipsticks. At elimination, back on the main stage, RuPaul reveals this week's Lip Sync Assassin, Season 5, and All-Stars 2 contestant, Roxy Andrews. The song One Last Time by Ariana Grande. Roxy defeats Ms. Cracker, and RuPaul calls the rest of the queens back onto the runway. Roxy reveals the lipstick of the queen. The group has voted to eliminate Alexis Mateo. Jay Ellis, any final thoughts on the episode? I got some thoughts. <laughs> oh, I got some thoughts. <laughs> when Crocker was named winner, I my jaw dropped. I thought it was a bizarre choice. But looking back today after a little bit of distance from the show, I, I do like her outfit. I don't know if it was my winner, but I think it was clean and... If it's the narrative of the show. Yeah. Um, If we were going off of report cards like they say they are, I'm thinking back. I think Alexis was in the top on the first episode with the talent show. Mm -hmm. She was in the top on Mm GMZ. And she was definitely in the top for her Walter Mercado last week on Snatch Game. So that is three top performances. Whereas Blair, she sang in her, she was singing in her talent show. GMZ, I don't even remember what. Oh, she was the, um, you said she did a great job on that one with the, she was keeping kind of, she was playing the straight man. Um, oh, uh, and, uh, Blair? 
Blair, yeah. Oh, I thought she did great in GMZ. I thought she did okay. great. But, I mean, I think that overall, I thought she, I think that there's no way that her and Alexis are in the same field. I feel like Alexis has been, is by and large doing better than she is. Yeah. I think Blair, Blair is winning through uh, the runway looks. She's staying on because her runway looks are good. So. Yeah. So, for me, I mean, I think runway should count towards something, but in my head, Alexis was the clear top four. I think she's been consistently top this entire competition. So I think it was Blair's time to go. So I'm interested to see who Cracker would have. I, I Cracker's lip syncing is not my favorite. So I kind of knew the assassin was going to get it even before it was announced that it was Roxy Andrews. So I'm curious to see who Cracker has in her bra. She uh, she picked uh, Alexis. They revealed that on the on Untucked. Oh, I didn't watch Untucked. Okay, interesting. See, I don't think that Alexis is the right choice. I don't. I don't understand why. Well, here's Alexis pisses, was targeted. Here's what pisses me off the most about that is that Cracker told Blair that she was not voting for who she who was a friend. She was voting for who she thinks is a powerhouse and who mm-hmm. she thinks is going to do well and represent some bullshit that she thinks is important. Um, and then she goes on to pick Alexis to vote off. So she thinks Blair is a powerhouse. Like, yeah. fuck <laughs> you. That is, that is such a fucking, that is, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I agree. Yeah. I, I'm shocked that I'm surprised to hear that because you, as much as you hate to hear it, you would think that maybe Cracker would have thought, and I get that they're sisters from their same season, but you want, I, I feel like this competition, I, Blair is not the strongest in my ideal world to go to the top four. Well, here's here's what I'm saying, though. Because you see Blair Blair was saying, oh, Cracker sees me as competition, which I, I was hoping beyond hope that a producer would be like, no, she doesn't. Um, <laughs> but, Hold that thought. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're actually, no, you're completely wrong. Um, I, I legit think, uh, Joe just texted me white privilege in, uh, in all exclamation points. It's true. And that's true. I think that Miss Cracker wants another like white twink in the competition. Maybe. Well, Well, here's what I'm, well, here's what I'm thinking is that I firmly believe that all of these Queens did exactly what they should have done to Shay, which is vote Alexis off because she's competition Mm-hmm. And that they just used it as a, they just said it was an excuse because of this whole India drama. And that is total bullshit. It doesn't hold water at all. And sh- and Alexis killed that runway, killed it. At least if you don't agree with the with the both looks, at least with the eleganza look, killed it. And and they have the gall to say that Alexis was w- was the worst out of everybody. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, I feel like legit, that's racist. And that is, it's just, I'm so angry at the fact that these fucking queens think that, that, that they can just float this by and that nobody's going to pick it up and see what it is. And it's like, no, you are a double face. You're a two face piece of shit. And I'm disappointed in Shay above everybody else. I hope Shay. I hope it turns out that Shay didn't vote for Alexis. Because if she did, then she is a fucking two-time. She she's she is a hypocrite, and I think that's ridiculous. I think that she, if Shay was really still feeling this strongly about the about questioning Alexis's motive, she should have got rid of her just to clear that storyline completely, just to like really make it clear. 
like Roxy Andrews. Yes. <laughs> I um, also think that there's a strategy on Cracker's part now that I'm thinking about it, because I think Blair has somewhere around 800,000 Instagram followers. Alexis Mateo's around 300,000. If you get rid of a more unpopular queen, you don't get as much backlash from the show, from the viewers. So there might be strategy there too, playing the long game. I mean, yeah, but it's bull- it's shitty, you know? I, it I, is. The, the lip sync assassin twist is just, it's really producer heavy. It's, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow, but ultimately Alexis is fine guys. Like Alexis is going to get more bookings from doing this show. I think that overall we, we have to let it go, but it is unfortunate that she's not in the top four. Yeah. I, I will say I've got, I found a new love for Alexis. So I'm glad that, oh, yeah. you know, I hope she comes, she goes away and is super successful. Um, <laughs> Bam. You know what's a bummer is Alexis was one of my favorite lip syncs in season three, and we didn't even get to see that from her this season. She didn't get a, a win. Yeah. Uh, I uh, The lip sync itself, I feel like, was kind of a little bit... I was like, they're not really doing anything. And then Roxy turned around, and I was like, oh, okay, she's going to win. But yeah. I, I legit started... like I was like, Roxy's actually pretty smart, because she knows that she has this, you know, this ace in her back pocket, literally. And, uh, and that's what that, I call my ass. Yeah. My ace. <laughs> your ace in your back pocket. Yeah. So she's like, I don't want to strain myself. Miss Cracker isn't a great lip syncer. I got to be honest with you. I don't know who, what, who's told Cracker that pointing is the way to dance, but she's got to stop it. She's got to stop she's pointing. She's a pointer sister. She, yeah. She's got she's to stop pointing sister. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, enough with the pointing. Uh, so I feel like Roxy was like, I'm not going to I'm not going to strain myself. I'm just going to, you know, casually dance and then reveal my ass. And then that's it. And I think, yeah. she, you know. And Roxy what. is known for the reveal, which is, it, it was good to see that. But an assassin, Roxy's not, like, to me, a season five assassin is more of a detox where she has a more distinct and powerful way of lip syncing. Roxy has that hair reveal, which is iconic. It's going to go down in history. But to me, an assassin, she is not. The, the, the choices of assassins this season have been kind of like, huh, okay. Like Evie Oddly totally got, that was a fun one. Yeah. I'm waiting for a Trinity K. Bonet, a Cameron Michaels, um, Raven. Like these are people who I think have killed their lip syncs. Like Raven's never going to get it. It's, one of my favorites. Well, we we have a thing with Joe. Joe thinks that maybe they're saving for for later on, for like mm-hmm. late, you know, for the finals. Which I hope. I hope they haven't just wasted all their quote unquote lip sync assassins, and then it's going to be something completely different. Because I think that would be that would suck. But yeah, I hope I hope we see you know a Raven or um, yeah. I just think you know, she's there. She's there doing touching up RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I, uh, all right, well, or, uh, Joe says Coco Montrese. Oh, Coco Montrese is fantastic, too. That That is the season five lip sync assassin. That should have been Alyssa, Ed- like, I loved Alyssa Edward being on my screen again, but Coco Montrese is the true lip sync assassin. She sent so many people home. Do you have anything else you want to say about this episode? Any final thoughts? No, I, I think, um, I think I got everything out. The main takeaway is I am happy with two of the contestants still in here. I think I'd be so happy if Ju- I went in cheering for Juju and Shay. Like those were the top two that I really want and they're still in the competition. So I'm happy. 
And I, I'm, I think I'm pulling a little bit more for Juju at this point, but I would love if Shay or Juju take it, which I think the chances are very good. I, uh, I've literally now just had a, a whole new conspiracy theory, and mm-hmm. I, I could be proven wrong. But I feel like now, I feel like the producers did this so that way they could guarantee that there would be one white person, one white queen in the finale. That they wouldn't, it wouldn't just be an all persons of color finale. And I think that I, I legit could feel like they did did it for one of those reasons. They were like, well, we can't, we need people to yeah. watch. We need our, we need the racist only white who pro white queens to watch. So we need to have, you know, um, it's, I just, I'm like, I'm so upset that Alexis went home. I think it's such a fucking, yeah. I, I know it's a bummer. So I, I do think that we are going to have a person of color win the show, though. I think between Alexis or, or I'm sorry, between uh, Jujubi or Shay, I think they if they don't give it to those two, the outcry would be insane. Oh, I would I will burn my house to the ground. <laughs> well, that's I, not really a threat I to wow. I really want to fi- set fire in my house, guys. Give I, me you, are, you are really anxious to light. I, you need to. Uh, put that match that you've been holding up this entire recording out, please. I just got a big fat insurance policy on my house with fire protection, <laughs> and I am just waiting for an excuse. I don't know if I should put that on a podcast, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well... Well, thank you for having me. I really had a good time. I have a conclusion I have to read. That's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. So for Jay Ellis and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Twitter at PickleMyth. She also has other podcasts like The Bloody Podcast and Lori and Colin Have an Episode. They're available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also support Lori on Patreon at patreon.com slash bloodypodcast. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram at joebatanz. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.